Welcome to the Multi-Purpose Room, a podcast helping school organizations and school administrations achieve their goals. Each episode discusses real-life topics that PTAs, PTOs, and school staff are dealing with. Our hosts and guests offer practical tips, learnings, and best practices to achieve their desired outcomes. Here are your hosts, Wesley and Deborah Jones. It has become evident over the last 18 months that PTAs and PTOs need to be able to accept payments in some other method besides physical checks on the school campus. The pandemic has forced many schools to open and shut periodically over the last year and a half. And although most schools are going back to in-person instruction in the fall, the way that the PTAs and PTOs host events has changed forever. Many PTAs have already moved online, but for those who haven't, or for those who are looking at maybe changing solutions, today's episode is going to talk all about how do you evaluate the different online payment methods? What are they? What are the different payment structures? And how do you overcome the worry that your community is hesitant to pay online transaction fees? Our guest today is an expert in this space and will help answer some of those questions. Welcome, Tracy. Thank you so much for being with us here today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Great. Thanks so much for having us. Appreciate the invitation. Charter was thrilled to be able to uh, be a part and share some really great information, hopefully, with your audience today. My name is Tracy Smith. I work in support at ChatterUp. I'm a customer success lead and uh, really sort of the PTA vertical for ChatterUp. I've been with the company for about four years, so definitely have been a part of that customer service team. And I work really, in, I'm really integrated with the PTOs and PTAs that utilize our platform. And this past year, I really uh, spearheaded the effort to for our nationwide sort of PTA advertising and sponsorship efforts that we've done across the United States. And I was also PTO president at my kid's school for three years. So I get how it all works. You know it from both sides, right? I do. I do. Which is always interesting when I'm talking to our users, I can always integrate some of my personal experience into, you know, hopefully helping them in some ways. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. I, I work in the space as well as am on the volunteer side on the PTO board at, at my kids' school. So it is helpful to be able to sit in people's shoes. It is, absolutely. Yep. What are some of the top challenges you hear from PTAs and PTOs across the country that you work with? Sure. So really, there's sort of two different areas here that I'd like to maybe talk about. Really, when it comes to payments, I think PTAs are really trying their very best to move online really for for everything. But I think there's sometimes a little bit of an intimidation factor of how do we get started? Where where do we go? How do we get that move to, you know, move online and make this easier for everybody involved? Not not only the PTA boards and the PTA volunteers or PTO volunteers, but also for the school. So really finding the right technology, I think, for the group and making it as easy for the volunteers that have to kind of get the PTA and PTO moving forward in that way and then getting the school on board as well. So, and sometimes I think a lot of the volunteers that are working with these groups have varying degrees of sort of technology fluency. So sometimes that's sort of the, oh gosh, you know, I'm not really tech savvy, you know, where, how do I move us online? That seems like a sort of intimidating process. So I think, you know, finding the right platform that will make it easier for you to be able to do that is certainly important. 
important. But again, you know, I think you also have to really think about those, the volunteers that are leading the effort, and then also for the payers, the parents at the school who are going to have to be making their payments on this platform. You know, I think that that you have to really think about both sides of it. So I think the platform, you know, whatever moving online looks like for a PTO or PTA, there has to be a lot of flexibility. And so making sure that they're doing their research to find the right platform that fits for them, that is going to meet their needs the best. You know, and I know we certainly know ChatterUp especially knows how groups and organizations work, that there is a certain degree of turnover. You know, now is the time that new boards are coming in and um, taking their spots, new presidents, vice presidents, treasurers, whatever the role may be. So finding something that is going to meet the needs for everything that they're trying to accomplish in the year. So a platform that will help them collect for whether it be membership, spiritware, fundraising, you know, so finding ways to that they can still achieve what they need to achieve as a board for the year, but then using, making it easy for them to be able to accomplish those goals, but then also making it easier for the parents to be able to contribute and and raise the money that they're looking to raise. The other side, I think, really is the challenges that the, that the pandemic has brought about. Um, and certainly PTOs and PTAs have had to get creative and move a lot of events virtually um, that maybe hadn't been done before. So I certainly think that that has brought on a challenge. And really, you know, because so many events or just even groups were not in person at all in the school settings, collecting payments um, in person from their payers was just not an option. So again, moving online virtually for events, but virtually online to be able to collect payments. So that was something else that we really saw too, that was really sort of specific to the pandemic, I think. You mentioned tech savviness of the board as sometimes being an obstacle to moving payments online. Are there other things that make it challenging for PTAs and PTOs to move payments online? I think so. I mean, I think you sometimes get caught in the you have an experienced person on the board who might say, this is how we've always done it. It's always worked this way. We've always done cash check payments. Um, You know, maybe they've got, you know, a slightly more manual process that's worked for them. And so the idea of moving everything online and having sort of that being a little bit leery about how is it all going to work? How do we get the funds? You know, how, you know, sort of the, the technical side of it. But again, you know, just, I think sort of taking that leap of faith and realizing that that's truly what payers want right now is the convenience to be able to pay online. So, you know, knowing and putting faith into a platform, you know, and knowing that moving away from a manual process really probably is the best for their group. One of the things that um, we talked about on a prior podcast is how there are five generations actually participating in today's economy. And those different generations look at things differently, but all five of those generations are represented in the parent community in our schools. Uh And not all five of those generations are super comfortable with online shopping. You know, there's several of them that don't necessarily do their shopping online or several regions of the country where shopping online may not be as prevalent because it's very easy to go down to your local store. And so when I was speaking to a leader at a school recently, they mentioned, and this was mid-pandemic, that they were actually struggling. 70% of their community did not want to make online purchases because they did not trust an online purchase software. And so that's probably an obstacle that the PTAs worry about a little bit as well, is can they get their community comfortable, you know, let alone themselves, but then their community comfortable with, with making those payments. 
Well, absolutely. And I think even if you can find something that is going to be easy and put those, uh, your school, the parents and your school community at ease, you know, a platform that perhaps doesn't require them to download an app or create an account or, you know, just, you know, how easy can you make it for that payer? And I think that's something that is certainly top of mind for PTO and PTA leaders of, you know, you want to make it easy for the payer, but you don't want to also put you know, certain requirements on all of them. Oh, you have to do this and that in order to be able to make a payment. What are the different types of payment options that are available to PTAs and PTOs? Well, there's sort of a, I think one of the things that we tried to do was think about sort of some of the buckets that you might sort of see when it comes to payment options. So certainly you have the, you know, folks that are manual, you know, they they prefer the in-person, I'm accepting my cash check payments. And then maybe they have like the square swiper to allow for several different, you know, some credit card payments, right? So I feel like you sort of have that manual, you know, again, maybe they're using more paper forms or registration forms, Google Docs, you know, that sort of process that you might see there. So I think that you sort of have groups that are going to fall into that group, into that bucket. And, you know, sometimes it's even, I have found too, in my experience in um, doing events or just talking with lots of different schools, sometimes it's the, the PTO or the PTA that wants to move online, but yet they maybe sometimes get a little bit of pushback from the school because you are having to, at least on, Chet, on speaking on behalf of Cheddar Up, you do have to add a connected bank account. And, you know, if it's a PTO bank account, usually that's no problem. But a lot of times, PTOs and PTAs don't necessarily have their own bank account. They need to connect the school account. So sometimes you get a little bit of pushback on the school side or maybe the district because they don't necessarily want to be able to give a PTO or PTA the the ability to add the school account. So that manual process maybe is the only way for them to go. And, you know, cash checks is really the best for that particular group. Um, But of course, you do have, I mean, PayPal. PayPal is absolutely um, an option, a payment option for groups. And a lot of times we really look at, when we look at PayPal, it's sort of like, well, if you're looking to add a donation button to your website and sort of if you're okay with your payments using PayPal kind of going into one giant pot because there isn't as much tracking and some of the forms and customized features that other platforms offer aren't necessarily there with PayPal, that isn't necessarily their intent. So perhaps you uh, take a donation through PayPal, but then you have, you perhaps use like a Google form to collect information from those that are making your donation. So, I mean, plenty of groups are use PayPal, you know, for their payment option. I mean, and, and obviously we've seen that that works too, but there, there might be some manual uh, processes behind the scenes um, that aren't integrated with that. We do sometimes see, and in my experience, you have a parent or somebody else who's like, I, I can create a website. I can create our own platform. I've got, I'm, I've got my own business and I'm going to set this up. You know, I'll build the website and I'll, you know, handle the auction or I've got, you know, sort of that behind the scenes. And, you know, we find that that sort of homegrown option, while you want to embrace it because you love having that parent involvement, maybe doesn't have the sustainability. It might work for a year, but then realize that maybe there's some, you know, pros and cons to it. And then, and perhaps finding something that's a little bit more 
user-friendly is an option and something that this, the group needs to go to. So, you know, then you might have a, a platform that is, you're trying to PTO specific platform, you know, a software platform or something that you're trying to do it all on, whether it's, you know, a messaging platform, a payment platform, and you try to integrate it all into one. So, you know, that's another option. Sometimes you see schools that are using Shopify for their spiritware sales, and that's a way to collect payments specifically really more for, it's more of a shopping experience and doesn't necessarily spread across all uses that a, a PTO or PTA might need, you know, fundraising and that type of thing. So that's another area that we see. And then of course you, I mean, let's face it, you have to look at Venmo as an option. And certainly we know that schools are using Venmo, but I guess I don't, I use Venmo. I mean, I have Venmo, but I use Venmo as more of a, you know, it's a way for you to get money from point A to point D. Venmo is not the the, the ideal platform to collect payments from a large group of people. And so I think that's really where ChatUp is really trying to uh, bridge the gap for, for groups and organizations because of, you know, our platform is, you know, we try to make it very user-friendly and easy to navigate on the volunteer side who are using it. And then also for the payer side, you can collect your payments and your information on our platform. So, I mean, we've really tried to create a platform, a digital platform for groups that make it very easy on both sides. And so, you know, we have built-in reporting and tracking tools. We work with groups and organizations all the time when they're ready to make the switch. You know, of course, we've got these new members coming in right now, new presidents and new treasurers, and, you know, we can help them transition their accounts from the person rolling off to the new person coming on. So, um, again, I think there's lots of lots of different choices. You know, Cheddar, we know, is not going to meet everyone's needs as much as we would like it to, but certainly some of these other options, PayPal, Venmo, you know, manual you know, maybe Shopify for Spiritware or whatever, maybe they do meet the needs for these groups and what they're looking to achieve for the for the school year. So it sounds like five main buckets. I mean, the in-person focus, which is cash, check, square. Right. PayPal type sites, which have the payment option and then separate Google form to collect info. Right. A homegrown option, a shopping app, or a shopping right. experience that you're like translating into a payment collection and then mm-hmm. more payment specific options, which, you know, Cheddar Up falls into. Does that sound right. about right? I think that would, that captures it. And then when selecting between these five different options, I mean, what are some of the things that leaders need to consider? Um, that's a great question. I think really it needs to be easy for the volunteers. You know, let's face it, we, you know, you step into a role as a leader for your PTA or your PTA and you're, you're happy to be there, but you also might be working full time. And, you know, we all know if you have experience and I know from my personal experience, a lot of times these groups, it ends up being the same group of people that really manage everything that the PTO is trying to do for the school year. So if you can make any platform work for you and make it as easy for your volunteers as possible, I think that that is really a key element for sure. Because otherwise, your volunteer, they're not going to embrace it, then they're not going to use it to its full capability. And I find that 
there might not be, they might not stick with it if, if they know that there's some challenges with it. So, you know, maybe they're using it one year and not. So again, ease of use for sure. I think the flexibility of the platform is definitely top of mind as well. I mean, I think you're really going to, you want to select a platform that is going to be used for, could be used for fundraisers that you're doing throughout the school year, spiritwear, memberships, point of sale. You really would love to, I think, you know, really consider a platform that offers all of those things to really keep it as easy again for your volunteers and for your parents. And then it allows everybody to use one platform and then you can track and, and, and have everything under one umbrella. So I think that that's another you know, important piece to really take into consideration. And again, we like to say at Chatterpa saying that we have is friction-free payments, which really means that your your parents don't need to download an app or even create an account. Say, for instance, on Chatterup, they can always check out as a guest. So again, making something they can you know click on a collection link that has been shared with them on their mobile device. They can pay for a T-shirt or membership registration at ten or eleven o'clock at night. So again, really making it as easy as possible. Possible for parents. We're all busy. You know, life is busy and, you know, find that at the very last minute, you've got to take care of something. And so making it as easy for the parents. And, and again, that friction-free payment option is great. And then I think also really another thing that groups need to think about are the fees. What are the fees involved with selecting a payment platform for your group and whether it be a subscription plan fee that will be that your group will have to pay for or how are you handling the transaction fees that are associated with you know those online payments credit cards and e-checks so you know really taking into consideration you know sort of what that looks like um, and how are those fees handled you know is it a monthly or an annual commitment and and you know are your parents going to embrace that fee and be okay with it Are you tired of chasing parents around for their spirit wear order before your spirit wear store closes? Or do you want some different choices of products? Well, good news. K-12 clothing can help. Started by a PTA dad, K-12 clothing allows parents to order directly on the site. We ship directly to parents and there are no minimum orders. There are thousands of products and you can find everything from spirit wear to school uniforms and team uniforms. To learn more, please visit k12clothing.com. So tell me more about that. What are the different fee structures? You mentioned subscription, transaction. Are those the two main ones? Are there more? Tell me about that area. Um, I think we mostly see that there are um, obviously the the transaction fees that are associated with a credit card payment. And I think mostly what you're going to see there with a credit card payment is you're going to see it's a, it's a percentage plus a fee per transaction. So for instance, on Cheddar Up, it's 3.5% of the transaction amount plus 45 cents. And I think that's what you're going to see across most of these platforms, a percentage plus plus um, uh, per fee. Um, but it can really vary um, a little bit, of course, with any platform that you're looking at and considering. So, um, you know, taking a look at that is important, I think. But I really do think those you know, the transaction fees and looking at different options, like from the speaking from the Cheddar upside, we offer credit cards as a form of payment. And we also offer e-checks, an electronic check. And that is a great low cost payment option that we offer because of that flat fee that is connected with that e-check payment fee. So I guess, you know, what fees are, are associated with those payment platforms? Is it just credit card fees? Do they offer e-checks? So I guess that would be 
certainly a fee that is associated with any platform you're going to be looking at and deciding which one is going to be the best for you. And then, right, a subscription plan fee is do you have, does your group have to commit to something for an entire year? Can you select a subscription plan that is perhaps a monthly charge? So monthly or annual. So again, I think those are sort of the two buckets that we see, the transaction fees and then the subscription plan fees, you know, and again, you really want to try to decide which one is going to meet your needs. And are you committing to something that's really going to provide you that full benefit for the whole year that you need it? If a PTA has not taken payments online before, do you have any suggestions on how they should estimate these fees and think about them? I just imagine a PTO or PTA leader being faced with a transaction fee or an annual or monthly fee and not knowing which is the right right way to go if they have no data. And I'm not sure if you have any tips on how to think about that. Well, you know, it's funny that I think that's a, it's a great point because we have, I mean, like, okay, so I'll, again, speaking from my own personal experience, I mean, Cheddar Up has a, we have a, our basic plan is our free plan. That is a free subscription plan. So it's free to all users. So, you know, if you can sort of kick the tires and play around with the platform for free, and it's not going to cost your organization anything, and it's going to be minimal cost to your payers, I think it's a great way to get started. Um, I think that payers, honestly, if you're doing any sort of payments online, um, and if you are, a, you know, whether you're an online shopper or not, you know that there's generally going to be some sort of fee involved in making a payment online, right? And so I think that while a group might feel like, oh gosh, I'm not sure how my school is going to fee- feel about paying these fees. I really think, I mean, we find that probably 90 plus percent of our users keep our default setting, which is to pass the fees on to the payer. And the payers don't mind because they appreciate the convenience of being able to pay online. Where's my checkbook? I don't know where my checkbook is. I don't carry cash on me. I don't have those cash check payment options at my fingertips, but I always have my credit card, you know? And so I think that that's, you know, I, I think if you can find a way to sort of get started and just sort of take that leap of faith, and maybe you still offer cash check payments as an option to those that really are leery about peeing online. And if you can do both, then you're, you're really like in a great place. I think. That's good advice. And as a payer, you know, three and a half percent or whatever the case may be, I think that's a pretty standard amount, but you know, it's three bucks on a hundred, you know? So if you're talking about a $10 uh, payment right. to the PTA, you're, you're not talking about a, a lot of money overall. And mm-hmm. so I think people, don't push back on that. And with the e-check type options to have even lower a fee as a user, Correct. You know, people can have that option. And so my experience is similar to yours that our PTA and PTO, since I'm part of two, uh, offer mm-hmm. all sorts of different options, an online option where there are some fees, as well as being able to accept checks through mail over this last year. Um, prior right. to this last year, it was in person, but through the mail also works. And so there are several options for people who may be concerned, but you're right. The convenience for many of us is paramount. And so paying a small fee is not a barrier to making those, those online payments. Well, and I, I just think about so many of the different users, leaders that I speak to in my own personal experience of the days of sending a check with your kiddo to school in their backpack 
hoping that it lands in the hands of the right person that they gave it to their teacher and then it got to the PTO person. I mean, it just, it's not efficient anymore. And, you know, in a world that's so busy and it just, and the comfort level of sending that and it just, you know, I think most groups have all experienced something to that degree where a parent said, oh, I know I sent my check with you know, Johnny to school and I, I told him to give it to his teacher. And then you're sort of like, oh, but we didn't ever get it. And then what do you do? So again, you know, um, and I guess being able to track those payments more easily with a credit card just makes it easier for all. We have the proof that you made the payment and, you know, we both, we see it on both sides. Yeah. The, the backpack situation. <laughs> I mean, we went back to school this week and I was preparing my youngest's backpack I thought I cleaned it out at the end of last school year, but there was definitely strawberries in there. Um, So that was a fun surprise. And uh, I could see how a check would easily be in some pocket that I forgot to look in and sat there for a year, you know? I know, I know. And that's, and you, then you feel, and you find yourself absolutely, I mean, I'm in the same way. I look at my daughter's backpack and I think, oh, I think we may need a new one this year. I don't (laughs) think that backpack will make it two years. Um, My son, on the other hand, his backpack is clean as a whistle and he's, you know, pretty (laughs) solid, but um, he, I know same where, and parents too, they're like, oh, I know I gave it. And then, you know, we find it a year later and it was stuffed in something or, you know, landed in the wrong, or it was on a teacher's desk. I mean, let's face it, our teachers are faced with so much. And so, you know, if we can also even help them in the littlest degree of like not having the pressure or the responsibility of having to collect checks from students or parents in their classroom, you know, that's, I think, a small and small, a small way that we're helping them too. Absolutely. We just talked about a few ways, but what are some other ways that taking online payments have benefited your customers? Gosh, you know, we hear so many different stories. Um, You know, I do um, one of the parts of my job. uh, I wear a lot of hats at Cheddar Up, but one of them is we, we offer support calls to our users so they can actually book a support call with us and go through what their case may be and how they plan to use our platform. So we talk through uh, lots of different scenarios. And so, you know, people are, they love to share their success stories. So it's always fun to hear about how uh, really, I feel like once, once you've gone online, you don't really go back. Um, I find that while you still offer, can still offer that cash check payment option, once you move away from just that being your sole source um, of collecting payments and you move to an online situation, um, whatever your platform choice might be, your participation will raise, will increase from your parents. And I believe that you will uh, collect more money and raise more money as a whole, as a, as a group or organization. So parents, you may, you've made it easy for them to participate. Oh, I'll go online. Sure. I'll donate. I'll buy Johnny's t-shirt. I'll do this. And so your, your participation from your school community increases because you're making it easy for them. And they've gotten used to using the platform of choice that you have introduced to your school to say, oh, we're going online this year. You know, we have so many different virtual events we're trying to coordinate for the year. It's important for us to be able to collect our payments online. And then parents, lo and behold, they accept the platform of choice and then they get used to it. They go to it all the time to do everything they need to. And then schools are like, gosh, this is so great. We we had, we raised more money. We had more parent participation in our events and, you know, we we're not going to go back, you know, we're not going to go back to just cash check payments. We're going to keep moving forward. 
One of the other benefits that you and I were speaking about earlier that I think is true of going online generally. So not just for payments, but going online for your auction or going online for your spirit wear or whatever the case may be, is that we're still in an uncertain year this year. There are um, a lot of pushes to go back to school full-time. And I think most parents I've talked to across the country, their schools are going back in person full-time. However, there are some modifications, events not being allowed on campus potentially, or people being concerned about getting together in person still, given the state of the pandemic. And so you need to have a plan A and a plan B with plan B being a not in person, some sort of virtual event still. And if you have a platform facilitating your event, even in your plan A, it makes your plan B and the move to that much more seamless. I absolutely agree. I mean, I really, I think leaders, group leaders have to be smart in thinking that way, that there is a chance they will have to pivot after all the planning of an in-person event and they have to pivot to something virtual. I think having a platform that will pivot with you to meet, still meet your needs is, is crucial. And I think, I mean, again, you know, volunteers are, they're giving their time. So if you can, I mean, a benefit is going to just be saving them time instead of having to count through piles of cash or checks or whatever it may be. If it's just, I'm running a report of all the payments that I've received makes it a lot easier for them. Um, is sort of a time saver for them. And certainly too, in that, you know, planning events and having to really think about, okay, how, how, what are all the logistics if we go with plan A and then how, if we do end up having to switch to a plan B, what can we still do online and and what's going to go with us? So um, yeah, definitely. I mean, we're, I, I think you really have to almost go into your school year with that mindset that things would have to, could be changing on a dime. You know, we just had a meeting last night for our middle school PTSA and we had that same, okay, we'd love to plan this event in the fall. And this is our current sort of mode of thinking, but it's quite possible that in, in a, and it could be very last minute that you find that, nope, this cannot happen. You're going to have to go virtual. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Any last thoughts for PTO, PTA, PTSA leaders? I just say, you know, take a deep breath and take the plunge and do it. I mean, don't be intimidated by um, doing the research, most platforms are going to help you and, and you're going to be able to find a one that the one that meets your needs the best. And I think um, once again, once you do it, you'll be so grateful. I think, um, you know, we certainly here are um, want to make your job easier. And I think if you can just sort of take that leap of faith that going online with your uh, payments and your events is just going to make your job that much more fulfilling and easier. And um, it really will pay off for your organization in so many ways that you maybe can't see in the very beginning, but you will, you will see the payoff and it'll be absolutely worth it. And you'll be innovating your group, you know, maybe in a way that they haven't been innovative before. And I think it's just, it's important to start doing that and start thinking in that mode of how can we make things easier for everybody involved and an online payment platform is going to definitely fulfill that need. Absolutely. For our listeners today, we talked about five different payment options, although spent um, most of our time talking about how to move to online. And we have some 
top three tips of how to do that when choosing a platform. Start with priority number one, ease of use for the volunteers. The boards run on volunteers and getting something that is easy to use for those volunteers is really important. Second, look for flexibility. Choosing a platform that covers multiple use cases, in other words, things like membership or other shopping experiences that you are offering at your school, having a platform that can cover those different use cases and you can accept payment for all those use cases goes back to number one, makes it easier for the board and also easier for the parents because they're able to go to one place that they are familiar with to make those payments. And third, take a look at fees. Get started with a free option, test the waters, kick the tires. Uh, Many PTA leaders worry about parents paying the fees, but it really isn't as big a deal as you may be concerned about. In fact, about 90% of schools are doing it that way and there isn't a big pushback. It doesn't prevent them from accepting online payments. So don't make that be a barrier, but do look at the fees, get started with a free option, and then in subsequent years, you can see which payment model makes sense for you. Tracy, thank you so much for being here today. This has been great advice. I just parroted your words and we really uh, appreciate them. Yes, and thanks so much for inviting us. It was great chatting with you and sharing some insight from all sides, personal experience, shutter up experience. So um, I hope it was helpful to your listeners and, you know, stay safe and be well and move online. Absolutely. And good luck with another school year. All right. Thanks you as well. Make sure to visit our website at themultipurposeroom.school to subscribe to this show. If you like the topics on this show, we share additional resources on our company blog at www.k12clothing.com. We'll see you next week in the Multipurpose Room.